0: Welcome to the Along for the Ride podcast, your Leicester Riders or should I say Tigers podcast. I'm Greg, um, joined by uh, Mark. As always, uh, it's the week after the, uh, the the cup final, both cup finals. So I think it, we, we're safe to say we're going to touch on those. But as a general mark, welcome and what's on the slate for today?
1: Lots on the slate. Um, just to confirm, we're not going to be talking Tigers rugby, there are we? No. Um, <laughs> It'd be strictly basketball. Strictly basket. Is that is that is that a potential TV series when they get rid of Strictly Ballroom?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's called Strictly Ballroom, <laughs> but yes, um, celebrities doing two-on-two basketball with a with a with a with a famous basketball player, maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, that, I'd look forward to that. I would watch that. I would watch that. I think it'd be a rating success. Yes. Yeah, so so just to confirm, we're not talking uh, any rugby um, at all on this podcast. Uh, and we've got to talk about, um, we're a little bit late doing this this week, but that's because we've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, apparently you still work for a living.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. One of us has to keep the economy (laughs) going.
1: So so we're talking, obviously, um, reviewing um, the WBBL and the BBL um, Cup final at Birmingham, so quite a lot to um, talk about there. And I I guess um, the fallout from that, because it's kind of... Is it fair to say it's kicked off um, <laughs> in, in some regards?
0: I think the uh, coach of the month curse has hit pretty hard <laughs> in London. So there you go.
1: Yeah, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then and then we get, so i get a chance to also um, um, talk a little bit about last night's game, because we're doing this Saturday morning, um, BBL Championship. action down on the morning side, we played the sorry, Scorcher, so we'll get to talk about a little bit as well. So as usual, lots to jump into. So let's start uh, with Birmingham, Birmingham, and the WBBL Cup. Yeah,
0: yep. So first on the day uh, on, on on Sunday was the WBBL Cup final. Uh, our women took on the London Lionesses, as we've taken to call them, uh, in a tough match up. The ladies lost forty two to ninety five. And uh, yeah, a difficult game line sort of on top the whole way throughout. Um, but after the game, you managed to speak to Krumash.
1: I did. So let's listen to what his thoughts were regarding that particular game. Krumash, end of a tough game, going down 4-2 to in the 95. How did you see the game?
2: Yeah, tough one. They did a good job. They were really physical. They made everything difficult for us you know when they're and then if the referee's on our nice side with that physicality they have that length and pause in awkward positions and we couldn't get the ball where we needed to it took away ash that left ollie alone it took away hannah and kens and then we can't use other weapons we're in trouble and, and that was it
1: absolutely we did seem to have problems generating enough physical offense only as you said only on, on uh, scoring 23 points so she did really well um is that because they were just so physical with us their defense
2: yeah they were physical and they were long they were aggressive so we was hesitant oh we were second guessing everything and our second guessing ten- led to turnovers we needed to play free and we've not played like that and practiced like that all the time but it's hard big venue a lot of length aggressive team we had to be able to have stuff go our way and it, it didn't so yeah
1: so going forward the rest of the season what do you take from today's great effort uh, great event
2: this experience is going to be great for us now we know how what's expected the next one so i think it'll motivate them to get to the trophy final and get these guys again you know now they know what to expect and maybe as the coaches that we need to look at where we can make some changes to support them we had some errors as well and the players know where they had the errors and we'll work together to find a solution
1: so you've got to be happy and pleased and a great job done by you and your coaching team today
2: we were yeah, we we thought we had a good plan but now we know they're way bigger and way physical than we thought and we gotta have a better plan. So it's on us as well.
1: Thanks a lot, crew match. Great job, Jesus. Speak to you again later in the season.
0: Thanks Mark. So coach Krumash speaking to you there in the arena as you could probably tell from the audio yeah. but yeah um straight after the, the game fronted up and had a conversation with you. Uh, Riders women led um valiantly by Oleana Squires. Yeah, really
1: um, really stroked it really well. Yeah 23 yeah, points, 23 points for really well.
0: Um sort of a sort of the, the bright light for the Riders women um in a, in a, what was a you know a tough game for for the women.
1: Definitely definitely.
0: So um, obviously, uh one thing we'd spoke about obviously it's always nice to get eyes on the game the women's game the men's game and, and sort of grow British basketball but I think one thing that's been discussing and circulating online a little bit is having such a I guess a lopsided game which unfortunately was fifty three points in the in a final um. I guess was it good advert for the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's where I think it's kind of triggered this this huge debate, really. And I'm, I'm going we, to give a shout out. We we never shy not to give shout outs to other podcasts or no, other yeah. people's uh, media posts, etc. So, um, a quick shout out to Dave Forrester on the Sunday night breakdown.
0: Yeah, always well, does a great job of. Breaking down, breaking
1: it down, yeah. Uh, and if you've not checked that out, I'd recommend you having a quick listen to that. Him and Daniel Ratledge review the final events, uh, but particularly um, they go into um, some depth regarding the the state of the women's BBL uh, cup final and the disparity, really. Uh, and I guess that's that's kind of. Um, um, and I've used the um the phrase really extension crisis is this an extension crisis in the women's game? What do you think in relation to it being so so one sided um and one team so far in front of of the rest of the league um that it kind of um it almost reduces the element of competitiveness. Uh, is games and trophies, in a sense, which I think, in terms of all sport, has to be competitive and also a sense of jeopardy, sense of jeopardy involved. And uh, and have we reached the stage where that's no longer evident within the women's game?
0: I think it's a difficult one to say. I mean, ultimately, what are they fifty-one games in a row unbeaten, mm. um, which were raw to, um, if you're the coach. Um, but yeah, it, 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 and, and and almost, I guess, the games with them in currently don't feel like they've got any jeopardy in. Um, it sort of feels done before it started, unfortunately. Um, but I guess if you take look aside from them, actually, there's some very competitive and very entertaining games in the WBBL. Yes. And I guess it's... Um, we, we, we get sidetracked by the headline moments you know it's a cup final it's a big deal etc but we've gone and checked out a few games and I think the games we've seen we've, we've thoroughly enjoyed and have been competitive
1: no absolutely I mean I think the rest of the the rest of the league apart from the Lions it is competitive it's you know there's a sense of jeopardy competition you're not quite sure who's going to win on a particular night with the one exception of, of the Lions and, and again it's you know um as dave eloquently put it's not anything on the players you know no, no. how uh, they've been brought together but it's just a question mark for the for the league uh, really and um you know, how good it is for the league to have that one Outlier, and, and I guess the argument. Let's try and put the counter argument. It's it's on the rest of the teams to try and upgrade um, their level of capability to kind of rise to that challenge.
0: Yeah, I guess that's always the case. It wasn't that long ago in the women's game that Seven Oaks uh, were winning, or it felt like they were winning everything with um, Tiani uh, Clark and Cat um, Card sort of leading the way for those. Um, so, I guess other teams stepped forward and stepped up, and I guess that's the challenge again. Although it feels like one hell of a step up when you you consider the room and salaries that some of the players are on, so it's difficult to compete with that. Um, but yeah, compete we must.
1: Absolutely, that's that. That, that is the challenge, um, etc. I suppose. I suppose the other thing too. Let's talk about very briefly that following the lifting of that trophy by that the. the what was the head coach at that point, Mark Clark? Yeah. Within a matter of days, I'm not quite sure how long it was. It was, you know, a few days. Wow. Yeah. He gets less than a week. Less than a week, he gets promoted. According to a Lions um, um, press release, he gets promoted to a senior position.
0: Yeah, although within that, I think he's quoted as being disappointed that he's no longer head coach.
1: Yes, yes, and and actually seeing that, it's kind of. Um, I've I've recently read, I'm going to do a book review now, I've recently read, um, it's been on me, uh, Things to Read, a book list, um, 1984. Okay. George Orwell. Have you heard of it, Greg?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Yes, yes. A very famous book. Not a great read, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, but um, they have uh, this thing within this total, totalitarian um, government, thing called um, Double Think, uh, so it means the things are opposite. Okay. Um, hate is love, things like that. War is peace kind of thing. Um, this kind of strange way. Up is down. So I was, it reminded me of that, that um, up, in terms of promotion, is it really that, or, is he, or, or has he been relieved of his duties?
0: It, it, it certainly um, you know, feels like the latter a little bit, and whether they yes. f- felt that they couldn't sack him, um, the fact that he's won... What, seven WBBL trophies in yeah, a row, yeah. 51 games in a row. Mm. Um, Maybe they, they felt they had to go about it a slightly different way and have worded it in, in, in a different way, but it certainly feels like he's been relieved of his duties. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I thought, double think. <laughs> You're going to have to read 1984 to know what I'm blathering on about anyway. um, So, I don't know, things within the WBBL team seems a little bit uncertain. Again, we've recently had the um, Leonard... Um, yeah, Kennedy led not long situation to... that still yeah. seems a little bit odd and strange from sitting outside the, that goldfish bowl. So yeah. that well, so we'll, we'll wait to see what happens with regarding the head coaching yeah. position for the Lions.
0: And I guess Lions sort of going a bit further down that road. Obviously, Mark Clark was a huge part of um, Barking Abbey and building that program, which originally is what the WBBL Lions were. They were the Barking Abbey team, yes. Um, but then became Barking Abbey Lions, London. you know that that transition, yes. Um, Several ties with, with those yeah. as well which, yeah. which I'll be honest when I looked at that yesterday yesterday I was properly shocked yes it seemed like a you know a true backward step in my opinion seriously yeah absolutely that was what I was saying Zach so I agree with you yeah um, and, it, and it sparked a bit of um, outrage or yes online online yeah, yeah that's
1: where we said it kicked off a little bit um, one one former Lions legend player yeah. for the club, yeah, captain of the
0: club. Captain led, you know, captained them to league victory when. What, and Cup, I think. Yeah, a couple of so words. Joe, can win. Yes. He he very much went in.
1: Um, yeah, very some very caustic comments, some kind of very strong comments. So if you've not looked that out, tw- check out his t- Twitter account. Um, yeah,
0: certainly, certainly doesn't shy away from it, does Joe? Um, yes. Um, I think there's, he he refers to seven 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 as uh, being a cancer on the game. I think,
1: yeah, which is which is very strong language to use. But um, you know, he's he's got his uh, opinion regarding what's happening down there. So we we wait to see how that kind of situation develops. I guess I guess fundamentally, it feels like. Um, we're talking too much about the lines, aren't we? We need to move on. I think yeah. um, that whatever the rights, the wrongs, um, what is the true story? Kind of, you've got to feel like from from afar that, that perhaps they're getting the kind of the communication, their PR, not quite right in yeah. d- in terms of the managing quickly developing news. Stories related to the claw. Perhaps they're missing that a little bit.
0: Yeah, my favourite tweet was something along the lines of 777 um, acting more like 666. I thought yes. that was my favourite.
1: But anyway, we move
0: along. To um, the fans. Well, before we talk about the men's, let's oh. talk about the day as a whole. Okay, so, yeah. um, you know, um, a couple of things that we've thought about throughout the day uh, in general. I know you have a few thoughts, Mark.
1: Yeah, quickly then. Some of, some of it I'm just going to plagiarise from the Sunday night breakdown, Dave Forrester, um, how the court was generally lit. It looks, because um, obviously I got back and watched the game back uh, on the on the TV, having been there, it's not quite as noticeable when you, when you was there live, but when you watch it, Watched it back on TV. It was as though there wasn't a crowd. Yeah, uh, how it was, it was lit? Pitch black. It, it was pitch black, uh, and you couldn't see supporters at all. Really, on the TV coverage, which was, I think, is disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think um, supporters are a part, small part. Um, everybody pays to see players excel at an elite and high level. I get that. But in terms of a story and a narrative are developing with, throughout the game, supporters do play a role within that. And I think the camera and TV coverage should reflect that.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure it's necessarily Sky's um, decision to have it so dark. Because we know Sky have done it in the past and it's never been yes. as dark as that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's more important that you can see the fans and feel the fans maybe that you've let on there. I think the best sports coverage brings the atmosphere to your home yes it, it tries to make it as much as possible like you're there yeah you're involved yes and actually you know for all intents and purposes there may as well have been no one there and just a lot of black cloth
1: yeah yeah no absolutely I mean I was watching um, Sway to Bull You and I tend to mention Milwaukee Bucks most weeks um, last night yesterday I watched a Milwaukee beat a LA Clippers game in Milwaukee fantastic comeback yeah they, w- it was, yeah, they were down by 20 in my books and they won by one um, so it was a very close close game and the NBA coverage, you could see all the clou- crowd throughout and the supporters, and they really got into it. And it's yeah. part of that story; it's part of the narrative. And you need to be, and it needs to come through the TV yeah. um, cameras into your own homes, so you feel part of it. Yeah. And without that, and denying that, which I think, I think the TV coverage and directors, it, it denied that atmosphere, and um, you know the supporters. Uh, perspective, I think. So
0: yeah, and lots. I'm sure many of you have seen it on social media that BBL player itself is is ending because YouTube has a much bigger reach. And I think if you watch YouTube, you never watch the British Basketball a game again. You want to go. You want that FOMO. You want people feel like yeah. they're missing out. Oh, I really want to get down there. I want to be part of this. It seems yes. really exciting. Yeah. And I guess you take that away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess my bigger issue is actually let, somewhere else. To be fair somewhere else yeah the dunk contest
1: ok I'm, I'm just going to hold that just one second because why it's in me I need, I need to give a we're talking about supporters really and yeah. we need to give a quick shout out to our great support travelling supporter base Yeah, um, the red the red army the red army not to be confused with um, you know the, the red army um, from Russia you know they weren't they weren't yeah, Russians. Yeah, very very different. Very different. Yeah, but um, you know for the for the the great numbers that travelled, um, decked out accordingly in red mm. um, balloons. I loved them. I think yeah, I think I fly. think they I think they added something. It's Not everybody's cup of tea. I understand that. It's for those who didn't like them, apologies for that.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I, I enjoyed the, the red balloons and the great support that we had. And again, you know, I saw something on Twitter that that some people. Felt we had to apologise for shouting riders at um loudly, regularly, and noisily, and I don't think we have to apologise for that. So whenever, whenever I, I'm their supporter, you know, supporters hat on, if I want to shout riders, I think we should do that.
0: Yeah. But I- I don't see any disrespect in supporting your own team personally. At any time. Um, I don't think anyone made any disparaging comments, chants or boos towards the opposition team. (laughs) So for me, there's no disrespect um, there at all from supporting your own team. That's all that anybody was doing um, around us, certainly. So, yeah, I completely agree. And, yeah. Massive, massive big up to everyone for making a trip to Birmingham. Lots of red. I know we sold out our own allocation. And actually, from our seats, you could see pockets of red around the arena as well. So it wasn't just the allocation. We had extras as well.
1: Yeah, so um, we need uh, one of these, I think. So thank you. Everybody that travelled on the day. So that's the supporters done. Uh, Hopefully, um, you know, shout out to them. Great job. So, yeah, I I guess the other thing that kind of slightly um, I feel a little bit irritated about and I kind of come up with this hashtag and uh, it's going to get me into trouble really. But I'm I'm, I'm, I'm used to that. It's kind of um, hashtag dump the dunk.
0: Yeah, I'm going to use another day. I thought it was dismal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in relation to that um, half-time dunk competition, we need to get rid of it, I think. This is just my opinion. Mm. Um, we'll come on to other support that shares my opinion, I think. Um, I think... I think it's kind of old hat. I mean, I guess if we think about what is the what is the dunk, it's a shot in basketball, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's exciting and during the game, it gets people off the seats. It's a great thing to do. That competition, um, the players that attempted to do that, they were shooting, what, 10%, 20% at best, three or four efforts to get a... Uh, one to go down yeah. um, so it wasn't done at the elite level really um, you know it feels like it's a it's a, a it's a filler um, competition so I don't think it does show off um, um, and I don't think it's that exciting at, at all really um,
0: I guess if you've never seen one before you might feel a, a slightly different way about it obviously we've seen a few Um. I, I think there's lots of problems with it throughout. One, I'm not sure they necessarily got the best dunkers in the league anyway. Targe Green not on that list.
1: You're never going to get it though, because cause, you know coaches are rightly going to be cautious about sending their best players in in some occasions to, yeah. to a dunk competition. in The middle of the seed isn't.
0: Yeah, so uh, you not necessarily. I'm not sure the format particularly works. We had lots of people try and jump over people, but when you watch it back, all they're doing is kicking people in the head. <laughs> I'm not sure Larry the Lion's ever come back round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we... he, he, took, he took one hell of a kick to the head Is <laughs> he Was
1: it concussion protocol? I did that need to be enacted at that can, point? Can you do a HIA on lion? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe, um, but yeah. Um, but it, it, it wasn't good. And
0: I, 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 and I know we sort of moan about it a little bit, but I think at its absolute worst, if you're tuning into the BBL for the first ever time, and that's what you see. It's a reflection of the league. And you probably think, actually, there's probably not many athletes in this league. There's probably not many dunks in this league. And, we know and it's a bit boring. And we know no, that that's, that's not, not true. true. Absolutely but not. we know that because we watch sort of week in, week out with gluttons yeah. for punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess for me, the day as a whole, there was a, there was a little bit of a lack of attention to detail yeah. uh, for me.
1: And just to finish off that, um, my rant about the dump, dump competition. Well, two things, actually, I just want to flag up. Um, the day... It's a women's and a men's event, isn't it? It is. WBBL Cup, followed by the BBL Cup. I'm going to suggest to you, we'll get controversial here, that um, that competition excludes the women from participating. Um, Now, let's be clear about this. Um, Women do and have dunked in competitive games, in basketball, but it's still quite a rare thing to see. I've never seen it in BBL at all. Um, and even in the um, women's um, NBA, it's still a rare thing to see. Yeah. So, and that's to do with you know, kind of physical differences between men and women in in the game. Yeah. So, I am suggesting actually it's an exclusive; um, it excludes women from participating and showing their skills. So, I am suggesting get dump the dunk. And I think if they want to, is is an idea. I think we should um, have something different there's something around a skills challenge that involves shooting Um, and you can have it say a one minute shooting competition between different teams you know shooting from the three throw line the three point line mid range you've got a minute on the clock and you participate in teams of two so that includes guess what a male player and a female player so you know you females get a chance to demonstrate and and show their undoubtedly skills and ability. Um, Imagine Oliana shooting with Pat Whedon for example if they weren't playing in the final for example but that's an example you'd have a shooting skills Team from Leicester comprising of Oliver and Squires, Pat Wheeling Yeah, no. I minutes mean, on the clock, see what you can score. Sure,
4: and
0: I know not all BBL teams, WBBL teams are linked, but there's some that you could easily put together. Yes. Sheffield Sharks, Sheffield Hatters, yes. um, Oaks and um, Surrey sort of tend to often play out the same arena. Yeah. There's lots of links. Yes. To, there's a Manchester yeah, yeah. team for both. They're yeah, not yeah. necessarily linked, but they yeah. could represent Manchester. Yeah, yeah. there's lo- lots of teams that. That, that, that could be and i think much more important or or even more of a skills competition. Yes. Um just just to get everybody
1: involved and so actually it might be a bit more entertaining. Yeah, i think it. And it's it's on the clock. It's a minute mm. to shoot in and you can see um who scores back. It's not an objective, you know, shall i hold up a 3 or a 7 or a 10. It's not an opinion based thing. It's yeah. it's who scores the most points. Anyway, i guess the final thing just related to that, to that i wanted to give mm. a shout out um our opponent from last night so who scores the um i'll call him great BBL player English player British player Josh Steele. Yeah. If you've not checked out um he does some YouTube postings. Yeah. And he's done a great it's about 11 minutes long so um seek that out Josh Steele I hate the dunk. Yeah. Um so if you just google that YouTube Josh Steele I hate the dunk. Look at his opinion and how he his evaluation, judgment of that competition—it's funny, yeah. It's great, and I agree with virtually everything he says. So you need to check that out as well.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Um, that was the dunk contest, and I know you know we, we might be coming off a little bit negative and almost bitter because we we lost the games, and, and we're having I'm a, bit not a Bit of a crack at the day. For me, there was a general. It's supposed to be almost the new BBL. You know, seven seven come in. We've got a new CEO. And the day felt very much the same. It didn't feel new. There was, a, there was a, just, a, for me, a general lack of attention to detail. We had the flame cannons or whatever they're called. yeah. And I don't think there was one time where all of them worked. There was right. always at least one or two that didn't function. Right. We had skills guys come on to court. They were both wearing red jerseys, but they weren't matching red jerseys. Um, the dance team that came out in the yellow jerseys looked like they were from Manchester, but they're not. Um, I think on the back it said dance team and they were referred to on the microphone as dance crew Um just lots of little things and I don't know it just didn't feel quite right you're it? going hard here Greg yeah you're and obviously hard. um not to go too hard on, on the commentating, but I think he got more wrong than he did right, bless him. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. But I anyway. Mean,
1: there was many comments about that and hopefully um that situation is also looked at and reviewed and, and you know, we we're, we're all trying to do a better job. Yeah. Uh, I guess. So I think that's that's the women's game. Have we done that? Yeah. I guess I guess I guess um I've not used the term. Um, in relation to the women's, um, I'm flipping back. I'm all over the place this morning. Um, I was just, I was going to pose the question, and we can just leave it there. Do we think uh, the London Lounge situation is a case of? They remind me a little bit of. I refer to it as the Abramovich, Abramovich, Chelsea model. Are they going to operate in that way? Do we think possibly? So, I mean, we'll wait to wait to yeah. see. You know, you,
0: I think uh, f- from what we hear on the grapevine, it's. They're not, you know, as happy with you know their performance in Europe, and that's why they're making a coaching switch. So, mm. if Coach Schmidt doesn't get them as far on the men's side, is that going to happen there as well? Mm. Ultimately, who knows? Um, yeah. Obviously, I've had a bit of a moan about the um, cup final day, so I'm going to finish on a little positive note about the cup final day Good. and the presentation. <laughs> I, I did like the graphics they were putting up on screen when there was making noise. There was noise graphics, the bongos went down really well. Yes, um, the rock, paper, scissor one was a little bit naff, but um, yeah, I thought that was an improvement. And right. I need yeah. to give
1: some, you
0: know, positive because otherwise I'm going to be miserable.
1: Yes, yeah, and you need know, who wouldn't like that? Who would who's going to tell you off for being miserable? I don't know. I think the BFG B- would tell you. BFG F- would yeah. tell you. Yeah, 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 the hype man. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, so you, you got, we've got a bit bit more positive. Anyway, let's move us on. Yep. So, uh,
0: after the WBBL and the dismal dunk contest came the BBL. Um, the men's game. Cup final, the men's game. Yeah. Um, once again, riders taking on Lions. Um And unfortunately, uh, a similar result as uh, Riders lost 71-79, losing by eight points. Um, Off the back of this game, you had a few conversations with a few people.
1: Yeah, managed to speak to Coach Rob in the middle of the week um, and our captain, um, Nelson Henry and Zach. uh, So um, we'll we'll run all these three back-to-back conversations and the review the, the day and the cup final. But also, I asked him about um, last night's game, lack of preview as well. So, they're kind of running together um, uh, regarding that. So, shall we uh, start
0: with London and finish with Surrey.
1: That's it, yeah. So, uh, shall we shall we get going on that yeah, one? Let's dive right in. Okay, Rob. It's um, post-72 hours since the big BBL cup final just like to check in with you initially assessment of the day the event and the game two separate things really
5: well it hurts still I'll say that I think that's uh you know as much as you know you talk about a team being favored and underdog and all that it hurts It, it, it really hurts it's uh it's tough to relive it because um we feel like we had an opportunity there um The game itself, um, sorry, the day itself, uh, you know, a great place for basketball. I think that uh, Birmingham Arena is excellent, been to many finals there as a fan, as a as a coach, and um, yeah, it's a, it really lends itself to a, a big day. Uh, I thought um, I thought our fans were fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was obvious, uh, you know, the type of support we had with the red shirts and with the noise, you know, you could really feel it, and I thought they played a part in the game. Um, yeah, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we never got too far behind against them. I think that was important. You know, I thought – you know, the fast start that they had in the first two games we played uh, impacted the game, and I thought this time we kind of held them off for a bit here early, and I thought that was important in the game. Uh, but obviously, you know, you get down to the to the end of the game and you want to have a chance. I thought we did. I thought, uh, you know, four, four minutes ago or so, whatever, uh, you know, right there, couple plays here and there, and it's, it's a tie game. Um, but unfortunately for us, I think, um, you know, we left too much out there uh, around the rim. I thought we had some layups that, on another day we make and i also thought the free throw line you know you're going to win a game like that you know the amount of free throws we missed and we're a good free throw shooting team the statistics will tell you that i thought those were two major factors um that didn't allow us a shot at the end
1: okay so just a couple of things then um we, uh, we on the podcast had a, had a go at previewing the final and we were just wondering, speculating, whether the coach would do anything different or, or anything like that in terms of the game. Um, and I guess the, the first thing that, that struck everybody, you, you do something a little bit out of character, a little bit, I, I kind of say that reservedly, you start Menzies. Um, can you speak to us about your, what you saw in, in relation to informing that decision, Rob?
5: Well, interesting enough, the cup final last year was the first game Darian started. Uh, So, you know, Darian was injured last year and Mo went into the starting lineup and I think the cup final was the first game he started. So I guess that's two years in a row that that has happened. But um, we just felt like uh, for that day, especially um, that Menzies would be a really good uh, defensive player for us early. Uh, I thought he could uh, definitely match Kufus's size, which I thought was important. I thought the last time we played him, it was tough to match his size early, and I thought um, that was, uh, you know, the part with Aaron. And then with Darien I felt like, um, you know, our second unit was going to be important in this game because I thought the last couple times, you know, no second quarters and stuff, and maybe when you make subs in the, in the um, second half, I thought maybe we needed a little more offense there. And I thought, uh, you know, with that unit, maybe he could get his offense going a bit. Um but, yeah, I mean, when you look back at it, you know, from a minute standpoint, obviously Darian maybe he played more minutes than he had played when he was starting in that game, but it was just a, a different way to go about it. And, um, and I thought Aaron did a really good job, to be honest. I thought his defense in that game was uh, vital f- to us holding them in the 70s.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Aaron played really, really well throughout the game. Um, I guess the other thing, because we've not really had a chance to speak to about either, um, we signed a new point guard. Um, Carrington loves to come in for us uh, and I know well I assume you're thinking is often you don't you don't like to throw players in very early but it did get a few minutes so what can you talk to us a little bit about um, signing him what you see in him and his performances limited minutes um, at the final
5: yeah he arrived you know days are messed up for me I think he arrived uh, Wednesday and practice Thursday or maybe arrive Thursday and practice Friday. I'm not sure. Anyways, he had one full practice for us where he played, uh, and when he came in and played, we were impressed that um, he was he made an impact in our practice on the first day, and we thought that um, you know going into the game, yeah, it, was, it was a unique situation, definitely, um, to have a player that just arrived, and uh, it's such a big game right there. Uh, But we felt like his ball handling and his perimeter defense uh, could make an impact in the game. And I actually thought he did. I thought he missed a couple layups around the basket, but he got the layups. He did attack, and he got it. And I thought uh, in that second-half run we had, yeah, he was uh, vital uh, with his ball handling and his ability to eliminate defenders. You know, looking at him uh, going forward, I think he's a— uh, player that can play both ends of the floor. I think defensively, you know, we've liked what we've seen so far. He's real rugged and strong. You can see that, which gives him a little versatility on that end of the floor. And then uh, from the offensive side, what we've seen so far and what we've seen in the past is a guy that can find players in small areas. You know, he's pretty good at finding big guys. He's good at kicking the ball out. And, uh, yeah, we like the fact that he can create his own shot too. So we're excited about him. We think that, you know, In the short time that he's been here, he's made a real positive impact, um, uh, not only with what we've seen on the court, but um, personality-wise as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's kind of um, in his limited minutes on Sunday, understandably, he looked very good defensively, I think. Uh, looks a kind of powerful player. So we we'll look forward to seeing him and how that rolls out. Um, I guess finally, just regarding the final then, uh, Rob, we've played them three times. We've just been a little bit short in, in three occasions. Two of them were very close games, uh, I, I, I think. Um, what can you take? We, we know we've got to play them at least twice on two more occasions in the Championship. And the actual next game or in February, will be its only a few weeks away in March down at Leicester. What can you take and what do you think you need to do as a team to try and get that first win against them?
5: we got to shoot the ball better. I think, um, you know, that's where their defense comes in. I think that, um, you know, I've been on that floor in these finals games many times uh, and I've seen some really good games down there, some really good defensive teams and, you know, the Newcastle, games of the past rugged defensive games that were intense but with the speed and length and size that they have defensively it's it's a lead it's something that we haven't really seen in this league so finding a way to to put the ball in the basket is is going to be important I thought defensively to hold them in the 70s is uh you know how much better can you really do? You know, hopefully maybe you could keep them down in the 60s, but that would be a major challenge. So I think offensively in in all the games, um, we just haven't finished the ball around the rim like we want to. And, um, you know, I think the free throw line and those little things against them are going to be huge. You know, there's many games this season where you grab the stat sheet at the end that we've played, and we've been 21 of 23, 19 of 20 from the free throw line. That's why we were up in the 80% range. And on that day, uh, that has to be the case, I think, in those situations because there's little margin for error against such a talented uh, team. Now, with them, the question always is going to be who's playing. Um, So until we know who's playing, and believe you me, we didn't know who was playing until... We got out there. Um, So, you know, the roster they had in that final is a different roster than they had all season with Oni out on the floor and everything. And so you're looking at a totally different team there than you may be playing, say, in March, or you may be playing at a different time. So they're good. They play together. They play hard. They're smart. Uh, And, um, you know, to beat them, you got to make sure when you have the opportunities, and I thought we did, uh, you got to take advantage of them. You can't let them hang out there.
1: OK, uh, just finally then, uh, really, first and foremost, I'm a supporter of the game uh, and of the club particularly. And it really is just to reflect um, what I'm kind of hearing, I've seen written down, etc. Is is a big thank you for the supporter bank that, that travelled on Sunday for, for your and your team's effort. We really appreciate how, how well the team has performed. Uh, so I just wanted to reflect that back to you. I think that's important. But just then, just to leave that then briefly... Um, Back to the bread and butter at the BBL Championship Friday night, Surrey Scorchers in town, although they're kind of still struggling towards the, you know, wrong end of the table. They have, since we last played them, beaten Bristol twice, <laughs> never easy, and I think we only just beaten by four right at the d- end of December. What do you see switching back into the BBL Championship Friday night, Rob?
5: Challenging to come off a game like that on Sunday and kind of get right after it Friday. Obviously, London had it even more challenging. I think they're playing Wednesday night. That's uh, pre- going to be pretty interesting to watch uh, because there's so much emotion spent uh, you know, out in that game, um, and there's so much um, you know, that goes into it. So it, you have to do your best to, to, to forget about it. We didn't really come back after the game and do the Spanish Inquisition on it. Um, we're moving on we got right out there and we're playing in practice and thinking about surrey and you're right they um record is pretty deceiving talent uh depth and in all the games they're winning i mean they're winning up in manchester for for long periods uh in a game that they lost and we remember here that they were uh, a tough out for us so yeah we're gonna have to um you know get ourselves ready to go and i think that um You know, I think after the game Sunday, we do have a a pretty good feel about, um, you know, going forward, uh, what we can do. Uh, But, um, yeah, I think uh, we're looking forward to um, getting back out on the floor, back out on the floor at home. You know, we've we've played so well here, and we want to continue that run. Of
1: course, sorry, um, just announced, I think Quincy Taylor's not not available. So, um, so again, that that presents him a slightly different look. Um, Again, it's challenging.
5: But Teo is back, we'll see. So, you know different type of team without Taylor and with Teo back so it'll be interesting to see uh what they have Lawrence I don't you know I'm not sure of his health either so um yeah it'll be interesting to see but you know they do have depth I think when you look at the the amount of players they have on their roster they do have depth and um you know they just played in here so I'm sure they'll feel um they'll feel good about coming back they know they had a chance in here last time came right down to the end of the game so we gotta we gotta step up our game from last time
1: Rob as usual very much appreciate your time uh, speaking to us uh, on the pod. Very much appreciate it. And good luck Friday night.
5: And thanks to all the fans, again, uh, out there. That, uh, you know, never goes unnoticed uh, in all the finals I've been in. Uh, it's always an awesome support, uh, awesome noise. And, you know, the players feed off that. In those games especially, uh, that uh, means a lot to the players and certainly helps drive them forward. So thanks again.
1: Darian, three days following the uh, big BBL Cup event, just come a little bit short on that. Played very well as a team. Um, your thoughts uh, and feelings about that big event in Birmingham?
3: Yeah, obviously um, it's a little frustrating, a little bit disappointing. Um, a lot of hard work went into getting to that moment, and it was a really, really uh, fun time, and it was an, it was a great environment for us to play in. But I mean, it doesn't take away from the. The, the soreness, the bitterness afterwards, really—you know—we're still, still disappointed, and still, um, obviously, hoping for a different result. Um, but with that said, uh, it's a—it was a tight game, it was a close game, and um, we we talked about it with Rob a little bit afterwards. And it's not like we had to junk it up and make it some crazy game. Like we were in a, a hard-fought battle with a really great team, playing them straight up and um, going pretty much like mano e mano with no, no, nothing clever, just straight basketball, which, I mean, is a good sign, it's a good feeling, but um, at the end of the day, we don't want to take uh, commiserations for uh, falling short. At the end of the day, we, we want to get it done, and, uh, and unfortunately, we couldn't. So it's still a little bitter, but it's on to the next one. We have Surrey on Friday, so we're going to have to do a quick turnaround, have a short memory, take what we can from it, and get back to league play, I suppose.
1: Just ask you about your different role for you at the final coming off the bench. Um, your views regarding that?
3: Yeah, I mean it was something Rob and I talked about earlier in the week, and um, I, uh, he knows as well as probably everyone around here knows. Uh, I'll do whatever um, I got to do or whatever's asked of me to to get the job done. And uh, kufus is obviously a tough matchup, and Aaron presents a lot of size in the paint. So we thought just throwing a different look at them in, in that regard. Um, just disrupting him a little bit from the get-go. Um, it worked to some extent, uh, um, but and at, towards the home stretch, I, I was on the court a lot with him as well, so I knew that the matchup wasn't going to go away for me, and it was something I still prepared for. Um, but I think Aaron did great in the minutes that he played, and I think that we were um, successful in what we did. It was just, again, just a little short.
1: So as you, have you kind of hinted at, we're kind of back to the bread and butter of BBL championship. Friday night. Surrey thoughts about them coming into the morning side?
3: Yeah, I mean Surrey's a, a team that we've seen improving dramatically throughout the season. Uh, it's it's tough when you go from a team who's been pretty much bottom of the barrel for the last couple of years uh, to um, you know fix that culture and change what's going on there. And I think they've done a really good job of that. Um, they've been they knocked off Bristol a couple of times. They've had a couple other good wins here and there, and they're definitely a dangerous team. And I think. Uh, Lawrence coming back for them is a, is, a, is a game changer he really controls the pace and as um, is a, is a veteran player that they need to implement Lloyd's systems over there and I, I think they're doing a great job so far so they're a dangerous team and it's nothing to be taken lightly nothing to um, scoff at their previous records and think oh this is an easy one you know we gotta we gotta take them just as seriously as we you know took, took them the last couple of times is and lock in the same way that we do for, for any, any game. And uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle and hopefully we can bounce back from a tough tough loss on the previous weekend and um, get a little confidence and a little mojo under our belts.
1: Okay, um, Darian, just, just say, supporter first and foremost, I am. Um, I know the supporter base, very proud of the team, performance, how we played on Friday. And as usual, you carry yourself as captain and the front bit of the team, really proud that you're, that you're Leicester Riders. So thank you for stopping by today and having a chat with us.
3: No, absolutely, and thank you and thank all the fans who showed up on, on Sunday. It was an amazing atmosphere and um, I, I can't thank them enough for providing uh, such a such a welcoming and um, supportive, supportive environment for all of us. So go Riders, thank you so much and uh, we're gonna try and get some wins on the board for you.
1: Hey, Zach. Um, just a couple of quick questions. Um, Sunday's Cup final, I think you're right. Many think you were the Riders player of that game, 16 points. What does it feel like to play in such a big temp pole event?
4: Uh, it's fun. Those are like the most fun games, the atmosphere and everything. Uh, those are definitely the most fun games, but obviously we wish we would have came out with a win, so it's not as fun when you don't come out with a win.
1: I mean, just looking at it from the sidelines, the supporters hat on, how physical... Um, effort is involved when you have to match up against the Lions?
4: Uh, yeah, they were... They definitely increased their intensity on defense and stuff like that, a lot of pushing and stuff, but I like that. I like the more physicality and it's it's more fun and hopefully you let the rest, the rest let stuff go more in big games and stuff like that so you know that's how the intensity is going to be going into the game.
1: So in, in terms of we know on at least two more occasions we've got to face the Lions... And the next BBL Championship comes around quite quickly, only a few weeks away. What do you think we have to do as a team to try and get that that first victory over the Lions?
4: Uh, I think we just got to capitalize because we, we played great defense in the Cup Finals, in my opinion. And I know I missed a couple shots around the rim. We missed some free throws as well as a team. And if we capitalize uh, that eight point that eight point deficit that we lost by, it, it kind of goes away. So we missed some opportunities. We know that, and we were right there in the game.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think all the supporter base is very proud of the team's performance on Sunday. Um, I think a great effort was, was noted by, by the supporter base. Coming back to regular BBL Championship Friday night, we've got Surrey coming into the morning side. Thoughts around that, Zach?
4: Uh, it'll be good. It's good that we have another game so quickly after the cup finals, kind of get back to winning and stuff, and it's at home, so playing in front of fans again. And we know Surrey's been playing better, so we know we got to lock in on them, and now we look at their standing in the, in the table.
1: OK, um, as usual, Zach, thanks for swapping. and appreciate you talking to us. Very much appreciated. Thank you.
4: Sure, yes, no problem.
0: Thanks, exactly. So obviously the, the thoughts of a few of the, the guys and obviously Coach Rob uh, regarding the Cup final. Um, I guess a couple of things to, to, to touch on. But initially, was there anything that sort of jumped out to you uh, having those conversations?
1: Well, I, I, I kind of... Uh, I, I. I, I Caught up with a with the guys um, midweek, so it was Wednesday. I did those conversations, and again, you know, I kind of just felt there was a, a, a slight, little bit, you know, feeling a little bit down, a little bit deflated from mm. from from coach and the two players. Uh, which, you know, I when I say that, I think that's okay to be like that. You yeah. know, I think well, we just change the care. Yeah, absolutely, um, but. Um, but um, so I, I got a sense of that, um, and that's why I kind of repeatedly said, you know, I think I think we're all very proud of the team. Yeah. Um, does that sound a bit dad-like saying that repeatedly? Maybe. I,
0: I, I, maybe so, but I think most people, um, and I think this is true of most, you, you don't support a team necessarily just because you think you are going to win. Don't get me wrong; there's always bandwagon fans, and it's nice to win.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> We, that's not the reason we support the team. No, absolutely not. So, um, so yeah, so I, a little bit deflated. But you know, it's it was back to business, and uh, and I think um, you know was, there was very uh, focused on uh, last night's game at Surrey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's probably nice to have another game to focus on. Yeah, you know, can move on
1: from. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the final?
0: So I guess the only couple of things I'm you know, touching on, and Rob mentioned it in his conversation a little bit, obviously we lost by eight. Yes. We missed eight free throws. I think that put us about 65% from the foul line, Yeah, um, which for us is pretty low. And I guess that you would expect to be a little bit higher. And, and Rob touched on that. We missed a few sort of gimmies around the basket that we'd expect to put away. Yeah, And we we shot less threes and hit less threes than we're expecting. And actually, it might seem a bit mad because we lost. But actually, off the back of that, I feel more confident than ever. That we can beat this London Lions team. Yeah,
1: I, I agree totally. Um, can you remember kind of when we previewed the game, I taught me my keys to the games, yes. and uh, one of them was the power of the three. Yeah. Uh, and I do feel that London uh, really focus on trying to take that away. I think we're, have, have I made this stat up? I think we're the best shooting three-point team in the league. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a focus. And um, if I'm game planning and if I'm my name's, surname is Schmidt, I think the game plan to take up that away. And I think, by and large, they did that. Um. Yeah. So
0: we only scored four.
1: Yeah. So if you take that away from us, because we lean into that in most games, we do rely on knocking that down. I think that's true of today's modern game basketball. You take that away, which I think they did pretty successfully, then we probably do struggle a little bit for offense. Um. So we need to figure out ways how to get better looks. Um. From the three-point line. Um off of screens and things like that.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I guess one thing, uh, the Riders finished, you know, real strong in the fourth quarter, winning the quarter 21-15, and there definitely was a moment where it felt like we were coming.
1: Yeah, was we down by four? Uh, I think we think? got down by
0: four, and then yeah, Sam you, Decker, I think scored I think. two baskets in a row, you know, showed his class a little bit, and we've had that, you know, Gino's done that for us, Drew's done that for us, you know, a couple of times, um, just sort of, I guess, got yeah. a couple of baskets in it, uh, and... And, and, and I guess before those couple of baskets, lines were rocking a little they bit. Were. And Decker, Decker managed to steady the ship, which is unfortunate for us, good for them, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think uh, I mean, big up to Sam Decker. Um, he, I think he, you know, he MVP of the
0: game. Deserved it as deservedly, well. Deservedly.
1: And, um, or, you know, best compliment I can give him really, he did a Gino on yeah. us kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely deserved. I mean, normally the MVPs on BBL cup finals are a bit iffy because they always just pick on efficiency but it wasn't just what he got it was when he got them so yes. fair, fair play to Sam yeah definitely um, don't play as well next time that'd be that'd be great
1: um <laughs> <laughs> although again we kind of mentioned uh, I I think I mentioned in 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 those interviews we play on the 3rd of march yeah which is important day because
0: it's when we play the london lions
1: because
0: it's my sister's birthday. Yeah, it's
1: your sister's birthday, uh, 3rd of March. Happy birthday, Rebecca. That's my, my daughter's um, birthday. But anyway, we do play the lines that, that, that day. It's only a few weeks away. And I think let's start egging up and kind yeah. of that game already because it's only a few weeks away. So yeah. 3rd of March, hopefully everybody listens to the podcast. It's in your diary. And grab somebody to come along with you. you may not have come to Basketball. Previously, um, trying to encourage them. You know, this is the big rivalry that's developing. It's the biggest game of um, of the month. Yeah, even it's only the third of March. By yeah. that time, um, it'll be a great atmosphere. Uh, it's going to be intense. Um, it's going to be a wild night. So um, let, let's let's get everybody down for that third of March.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, in the interviews that you did, sort of the conversation moved to Surrey. Surrey's game was last night. Yes. Riders took the win at 99 77. Uh, I almost said 75 then. Um, 99 77. Five players into um, double figures, as you mentioned when you spoke yep. to
1: Coach Rob. I guess, how did you feel the game went? Yeah. So, um, so we listened to, to his comments. Yeah. Okay. Hey Rob, uh, nice win, ninety nine Five players in double figures for the Riders. What did you make of the game tonight?
5: Yeah, I loved the way we moved the ball on offense. I thought we got um, any look we wanted most of the game. Um, I thought defensively, for the most part, we were really solid too. So, it was a really good performance. I think, um, you know, the second unit that came in was solid as well. I think now with the addition of Carrington, I think um, our... our our roster gets a bit deeper There's some more quality up and down the roster so I think um, you know, going forward we're in a good position
1: Just, You've persevered starting with Menzies again, I thought he did a great job again tonight, um, had some nice looks early and then started to knock it down a little bit later, but again, I think with Darian coming off the bench, almost comes in with a bit more juice. I think. Um, what, what's your thoughts on it again about that?
5: Yeah, I thought he played one of his better games of the season, Darian tonight. I think that um, you know uh, sometimes you know you have to mix it up a little bit, and I think that um, that was a good thing for Darian, and we've seen that. I thought he was good in that quarter against london on sunday as well so yeah we'll see um, i'm not uh, married to anything right now but uh, so far so good and i like what menzies gives us on a defensive end to start the game as well so yeah i think that um, it's been nice to see that whenever you make a change like that uh, you know two players who are involved in the change both produce
1: yeah i mean love um, again seems to be Seems to have really good court vision, uh, finding those gaps and and kind of setting up. Kind of, I haven't looked what well, his assists are, but but looks though setting up is is kind of players.
5: Yeah, I he had, I think he had five assists today. Um, and I thought they only gave him one at the half, which. I thought he had three in the first half, so he might have even had more than that. But, yeah, he's a high-level player. I think right now we're just trying to get conditioning and just trying to get him to understand what we do. But um, there's no doubt in my mind that once he gets up to speed, he'll be one of the better guards in the league. He, he can shoot, he can pass, he's strong on defense. And, um, yeah, he's got a nice personality too. So um, we're really happy with him and we're really excited we can do for us going forward.
1: Finally, we just noticed on the commentary uh, at the end where you're giving the interviews for the YouTube uh, channel, um, how's your health? You look today, you we'll be sweating and working really hard, especially compared to Kimball who didn't seem to be sweating at all.
5: Yeah, I've been sick, to be honest with you, so good spot from you guys. Was I sweating that much that you could see it on there? Geez, um,
1: <laughs> view it back, I'm sure you will.
5: I look shiny. Um... Now, I've been really battling a little bit of an illness over the last couple of days. So, um, you know, before the game, I was laying down in my office. I had like a 10-minute uh, meditation to try to get rid of this sickness. So it was pretty bad this morning. But uh, once I got in here and saw all the fans in here, adrenaline started pumping. I was able to get through it. But I'll take a nice rest tonight. But thank you for uh, for thinking of me. I appreciate it. We know you work
1: really hard. I just wanted to check in uh, that you were all fit and well. Uh, and thanks. Great result. Great tonic. Uh, have a have a.
5: Yeah, I was just going to say, Friday night, Sheffield, uh, you know, obviously it's a game that was just put on the schedule, I think, um, uh, because it's a knockout game. Got to get a lot of fans in here. Got to get a lot of fans in here. These knockout games, we have to bring the, bring the noise. We need the fans to come out early and often for this game, all right?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Rob. See you, Cheers. See
5: you later.
0: Obviously, uh, Coach Rob. Um Speaking to you after the game, um, talking about Surrey. And, yeah, I think we did a really good job across the board um, and, and took care of business. I think start of the fourth, sorry, had got it back to nine. They'd hit a few frees in fairly quick succession. It certainly felt like it anyway. Um, but, yeah, we were able to re-extend the league and, and, and actually manage the game very well, I thought. Um, but, yeah, um, obviously, off the back of that, our next game is a trophy game. It's this Friday. Friday. It's coming Friday, yeah, we'll host the Sheffield Sharks in a semi. Uh, sorry, quarter final. Getting yeah, ahead of myself. Yeah, don't do that. A quarter final. Um, if if we were fortunate enough to win, we would be in the semi final, taking on either Cheshire or Surrey. Sorry, there you go. Yeah, sorry yeah. again. They yeah, come, yeah, coming back. Yeah, and I guess Cheshire will be favourites for that. But Surrey are much improved as yes. we, as, as we've touched on. Yeah, um, but we we all we've got to worry about is the next step, which is yeah. Sheffield. And obviously, this is the most important trophy. Yeah. Because it's the one we didn't win last year. Yeah. So, so it's the only one that wasn't in the cabinet over the summer. So
1: we've got to really double down and focus on, on that. And, and as Rob said, he you know we kind of talked about getting a good, noisy, rowdy crowd supporter base into the morning side on Friday night
0: absolutely so um, you can get your tickets uh, riders dot basketball is on the website um, bring a friend bring two friends if you know that many people uh, let's make it as noisy as possible get behind the guys as they try and chase the second piece of silverware that's available on the season as always uh, I think that's us done is it yeah done for another week as always I've been Greg joined by Mark joined by Mark Uh, This is the Along for the Ride podcast, your Leicester Riders podcast, and that is our name.